Welcome to a new boost for your mission, no more boring learning. This is the Brain Bakery Podcast. Good day to you all, L&D professionals. Welcome to a fresh episode. And this one is about an enchanting fairy tale. And actually, it's pivotal for L&Ders, trainers, teachers, lecturers, and managers. Very true. Oh, this one's really exciting. And we're going to be looking at the art of pinpointing. How to pinpoint that and make Mm. that come alive. Yes. Very well. Yeah. And it's called the... Goldilocks Principle. Principle. Yes, it's a Goldilocks Principle. And it actually stems from a fairy tale that originates from 1837. It's called The Tale of the Three Bears. And it's in very many cultures. It's been adapted. It's there. And it stems with little girl with the color of hair that I have, but then the real color, Goldilocks. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the no di- paint. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the dyed. <laughs> yeah, and not, the, not from the box. Um, and she went into the woods. She found a house, and there were three bears there. They had left, and she tried out everything. She tried out their porridge, and one of them was too hot, one of them was too cold, and one of them was just right. Mm. And that just right is what the Goldilocks principle is all about. She also tried their beds. One of them was too hard. One was too soft. One of them was just right. And when researchers were doing research in uh, 2012, they uh, saw that called Goldilocks effect. What they tried to do, it was KID uh, in 2012. I have on the site the reference to the research. What they did was they had young infants choose where they wanted to direct their attention to visual sequences. So they could choose to look to the left, to the middle, or to the right. And what they did was they made one visual sequence very easy to follow, very easy, almost a bit boring, monotonous. One of them was way too, so much was happening. It was like overwhelming. And there was one that was just about to, it was kind of hard. They had to really focus and concentrate, but they could follow it. And they wanted to know, what do young children do? Where do they focus their attention? And they all went for that middle one. The one that was difficult, but not too difficult. Not the easy one. Not the easy one, indeed. Okay. Yeah, not the easy one because that bored them. Mm. They didn't go for the overwhelm because that would, you know. Too much. S- too much. But they went for the middle one that was just, just, just right. Just, they could just follow it, but it did take a bit of attention. So that is the good news. What we know <laughs> from developmental psychology is that If we want to be in a good place as a human being, we need to be in that just right where it's a little bit too difficult and that makes our motivation go up. Okay. So if you want to read along and look at the model on the website at brainbakery.com, go for the brain snacks and go for this podcast. You can actually look at the model. Let me explain it a little bit for you. And then we have some real life examples because you've worked at so many companies, Ravi. You've got some real life examples where, especially when change was needed, People who were in the Goldilocks zone, you know, stepped up. Yeah. And people who were bored in the boredom zone, they never. Yeah. Yeah. So what we know is as children, we're all wanting to grow. So we're always going to go for for the Goldilocks zone. So how does it work? So on the one axis, you see the difficulty of a task. And on the other one, you see motivation. And there's basically three areas. So if you're listening in the car and you can't look at the model, I'll just explain it to you. When there is low motivation and the task is not difficult, people go into boredom. Right. And what we need to realize is that very often happens in trainings because in training sessions, because people 
think I already know this, been there, done that. I don't even know why I'm here. My manager didn't tell me why I was here. So they come in thinking it's not going to be difficult and I'm bored out of my mind. Yeah. But on the other hand, you could also look at it from a company or an organizational perspective. When people have a task that they do over and over and over again and we never challenge them, they get into that monotonous state and they are then stuck over there. Yeah, it's an autopilot. Just get on with it. Yeah. Don't need any disruption. Yeah, I get my money. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the purpose of the company? No, yeah. I just do my job. Yeah. I've got a nice challenge for you. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I know my job. Yeah. You know, they've lost that that longing for being in the Goldilocks zone. Everybody has when they're children, when you're young. And, they, and as adults, apparently, we can lose it. When we're not get presented with difficulty... We're going to go in that boredom state. We just settle. Yes. Right. And when people are there and you present them with a new challenge, they will respond to that by going, no, nope. no. These are not, by the way, for everybody who's listening, these are not the quiet quitters. No. These are the, I'm just going to stay here. It's comfortable. Yeah. I'm I, obedient. Yeah. I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as long as they don't challenge me, I'll continue to do this. Yeah. And they will put up a fight if you try to suddenly change them because you've allowed them in that boredom so long that they're not going to come out, not without a fight. Second area in the model is where the motivation is peaking and where the difficulty of the tasks presented, the difficulty of the things to do, the thinking to do is just right. It's in the middle. It's, it's a little bit more than I normally handle. Yeah. And when people are there, they... Go home at the end of the day going, woohoo, I did it, yeah. They feel motivated, they feel happy, they feel a little bit challenged and pressured. They had to overcome something that day and they feel proud of themselves. Yeah. But they can see themselves doing it. They can see, actually, I know this may not be great and fun and, and perfect, but I'm going to try this. Yes. The, the want, isn't it? Yeah. In fact, you'll say the motivation of it yes. is enough for me to go, I'm going to try it. Yes. Yeah. Let me go for it. Let me try this. Uh, I'm curious as to what they're going to bring along today. <laughs> Let me take on I'm new in. challenges. Mm. I'm in. They're, at, they're almost at, at the balls of their feet. So that means that in a training, if you have people who are in the Goldilocks zone, you're going to say, okay, I've got something really difficult for you now. Who wants to go first? They'll go, yep, let's me, let Bring me. It. If you do that same text with the board people in the training, they're going to go, why? No, can oh. we avoid this? Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to raise their hand. Everybody's going to suddenly pretend they're writing. Yeah, <laughs> got to go to the toilet. Uh, yeah, yeah, the loo, the loo, <laughs> the loo is coming. Yep. So the lock zone is where motivation is high and the task is rather difficult, but not too difficult. All right, we go to the third zone, uh, and the third zone is where people are failing. Yeah, The difficulty is too high. They can't wrap their head around it. It's impossible, and that means their motivation goes down. This yeah. is playing Serena Williams when you are a starter at tennis. Yes, it's an absolute extreme. Yes. I'm never going to beat Serena Williams. Yes, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, it's that, but it's also not an ex absolute extreme. It is... Too many difficulties over too long a period. Ah, okay. This is also where people get burned out. They are constantly overstretching, yeah. not in that Goldilocks zone where it's just right, but when we overstretch them too long and we make it too difficult or 
they're overstretched a little bit, but at home they've got some stretching to do as well, yeah. or a lot of stretching, that causes people to burn out and fail and leave the company in a very unpleasant way. So it's the constant being battered yes. over and over again that brings you to that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that means that when you have a lot of people having that, you know you're presenting them with too much difficulty yeah. or you know they have so much difficulty at home that I need to tone down on the difficulty at work. Yeah. So we can't turn the, the dial of motivation but what we can do is if we turn the dial of difficulty for people just right, mm. just perfect for them, just a little stretch, then they'll be in the Goldilocks zone and their motivation goes up because motivation follows difficulty in this model. I think as managers as well and as L&Ds and even trainers, we absolutely know how to do that, but yeah. we don't always do it. Yes. So what we do is we turn it up full, make this kind of like, let's really stretch people, but actually... We're pushing them into the completely wrong zone, right? Yes. So it's actually recognizing how do I have people in the Goldilocks zone? Yes. yes. And how to have this person, yeah. what's the Goldilocks zone for them? Yeah. What's the difficulty for them and what is the difficulty for them? Mm, yes. So for any l and when you're listening to this and you think, oh my gosh, we have a lot of people in boredom <laughs> uh, or, oh my gosh, we have a lot of people in overstretched mm. in, you know, failing. Can you have a look at how can you tailor make the difficulty per person so that the people don't slip away into boredom, mm. but they stay on the balls of their feet and they have just the right difficulty to continuously be, ooh, new little challenge. Ooh, how am I going to try this? It doesn't have to be per hour, but at least one a week. Yeah, just where you keep could, it moving. Yeah, you keep people active and, uh, and alive. That's what our bodies love. That's what gives us great satisfaction. Uh, people in the Goldilocks zone, if you do an EMPS score, they're constantly scoring you very high. Mm. The board people will try to tear you down. So yeah. they're disengaged. So they'll give you low numbers. And, you know, maybe the, the burnt out people will not even score you because they're at home not opening their email. Yeah. So it's a very nice diagnostic. So where do we have our people? And how do I get one of these board people into the Goldilocks zone again? Trust me. If you had them for a long time in the boredom zone, it's almost impossible. It's almost better for them to have a fresh start at a different company to go, oh, let me get moving again. Because the boredom zone is addictive uh, and it makes people almost dry up of creativity. And when you present them with a challenge, that you're met with anger. I think that's really important because if you think about change is constant, we yes. know things are going to change, whether it's little changes or big changes. Yes. But actually, if you're managing a team and you are not keeping everyone in the Goldilocks yeah. zone, so when you get to any little change or big change, the impact that it has on the ones that are already bored yes. are just going to be shut down. But yeah. if you keep them moving yes. and you keep your team in the middle, yes. I mean, that the change does happen, they, they kind of deal with it and go, yeah. right, we're in this together. We've got this. We know what we're doing. Yes. And I've, I've talked to many companies around the world. As you know, I work internationally. Whenever I bring this model up and I ask them, okay, any manager, I ask them, if you're brutally honest, yeah. you don't have to do anything about it now. But if you write down all the names of your team, who have you kept in the boredom zone oh great exercise and and many of them say oh at least two three four of my team yeah and and i've been asking them how why why do we do this and and the main answer and i do understand it somehow is i want to give them a rest they're doing fine they're showing up they're key players 
they're sometimes even key players or they're doing a key job. So I'm, I'm going to almost take my hands off of them and allow them to just do what they do. And then when a change comes, they suddenly are met with resistance. Or even when I say, okay, I've just proposed to make a change in your team or, you know, take on something. Are you now listening to me from your Goldilocks people? Or are you listening to me from, oh my God, what is that group of bored people going to say about this? Because they're stopping you all the way. Yeah. And I think if any manager, any l and will know this, when the change has come in, yes, um, the, the feeling that you get and you go, oh, I've got... 20% of my team who are not on board. And I've got a great example. Yeah. Yes. So um, many moons ago when um, I used to work with Starbucks. Yes. Um, and I was around when they actually started writing names. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I've got 31 versions of my name. I yes. I, just, I love oh, Starbucks. It's one of my favorite yeah. things that is. But when we started that whole process, it was it was so difficult because you had a... So, but wait a minute. Do you oh, mean that context. there was a time when Starbucks wasn't writing your name in the cup? I'm sure there was. Oh, wow. You must know that. Oh, wow. So to try and have a whole group of people who were already in the boredom zone... Yes. ...trying to introduce this new way of, right, when someone comes up, you ask them their name, you write it on the cup, you know, really personalizing yes. the service... It was one of the hardest things to do. But then you had a whole group of people who were like, hmm, this is a little bit tough, but yeah. we like this. Yes. And we want to do this. Mm. We want to try this. So we ended up comparing and going, actually, you've got this whole group of people who were in the Goldilocks zone. Yes. They were in there. They were trying it. And yes, they went home and went, that was tough. But Ugh. you know what? We're going to do it again yeah. tomorrow. Yes. But the challenge still stood for us was these guys who were in the boredom zone who'd been left to do what they wanted yeah. to do. What do you do with them? Yeah. But we focused on these Goldilocks zone groups yes. who just then influenced and really made a difference. Yes. Because in the beginning, they might even have had people who didn't know this. Nobody knew. So people would go, why do you want to why know, my, you know name? my name? I'm just yeah. <laughs> buying coffee. Yeah. And the people in the Goldilocks zone would find ways to deal with that. Yes. And the people in the boredom zones would be like, this is a rubbish idea. Maybe even waiting. Oh, pro- it's an idea from head office. Let's wait if, they, if, they're re- if they're serious about this. And I, what was really interesting was as the customers knew, actually, that's what happens now. They mm. started to drive it. So yes. the boredom people were getting really frustrated because if they didn't ask for your name, the customer would say, my name is. Yeah. And they would go, I don't want to do this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So from a company perspective and both also from an L&D perspective, it's super important to make sure you keep your people in the Goldilocks zone. And and remember, we're not saying you need to stress them out. No, you need to be clever enough to pinpoint that just right zone that keeps people, you know, peaking, engaged and happy. And one of the buttons that we often don't think about that we can turn is how difficult are the tasks? Yes. Yeah. I think it's exactly what you said. It's keeping them on their toes. Mm. I think, you know, we're all guilty of, you know, saying actually everyone becomes complacent and becomes quite settled. And we don't challenge it because we go, actually, it's going really well. I'm getting good scores. I'm getting this. The work is getting done. But we're not thinking about what's happening in their brains. We're not thinking about what's happening with them. Mm. I've got another example. Yeah, bring it. Second example is when I worked with um, a hotel company. And what they did was they digitalized the check-in. So it was a mobile check-in. So that means that normally I would walk to a reception desk and I would be asked and papers would be filled out. They said, we're going to digitalize that. Right. Okay. So we're going to remove the desks. We're going to remove that whole piece. And actually, it's going to be people greeting 
our guests. As no more desk where you could no stand behind. Desk, no. Oh, right. Okay. And everything was going to be done on a mobile phone. Ah. So you can imagine the resistance on this one was huge because it wasn't just about the technology. It was mm. also about this safety of having a table of be behind a desk. Yes. And actually trying to you know educate the guests to say we don't have a desk this is the desk I am the desk yes that was really tough but again we could see the ones who had been working in the company forever in a day yes had really become kind of in that boredom zone because they had done that same task over and, and it had never changed Auto- because autopilot yeah, yeah yeah autopilot yeah and and the company had allowed them to be there and maybe even benefit from people who were okay with being in the on the automatic pilot. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you had the whole group who were in the Goldilocks zone. Yes. Who were really like, right, where can I stand? Yeah. How do I stand? Where do I stand? And they were starting to bring ideas as yes. well to it. So you could really see they were engaged and they were motivated enough to make suggestions. Yes. Which really was the piece. And they were the ones, again, it was wonderful to see, but... It's really hard to see the comparison because yes. you kind of want to go, I want everyone in the Goldilocks zone. Yes. But they can't be unless you actually spend time and keep yes. them on their toes yes. all the time, full change, ready yes. for these little changes. Yes. yes. And I can hear listeners now going all the time, always on their toes. That sounds like mm. some, you know, and, I, and I've had that resistance in the training where people go, yeah, but. Sometimes you just have to say and celebrate successes. So we're not saying don't celebrate successes. Uh, yeah, exactly. we, we're not saying, you know, over ask people all the time and never show any satisfaction. No, <laughs> no. You bring them a challenge. Yeah. When they meet, meet it, ask them to now meet it for two weeks in a row and then ask them to, to meet it for five weeks in a row and celebrate every time so that they feel that improvement. Yeah. Because remember where we started, when we are young children... And we have the choice of ourselves. There's no, there's no reward. No, nobody's doing anything to us. We automatically choose the Goldilocks zone. Yeah. So let that be a lesson for all of us. How can we help people be there? Because that's our natural state. Yes. I think the other thing as well is to kind of add to that genre is to say, actually, it's about having an awareness of where your team is. Yes. So, you know, look at the model and then assess, actually, where is my current team? I love what you said. That exercise, I think, is so powerful. If Mm. managers just did that one thing and plotted where their team are and then have a think about, actually, if change was going to come what, what, what would happen to yes, this group of people? Yes, yeah. It does require of the leaders when they make that list, it does require of them to take responsibility for the people in the boredom zone because that's on yes. you. Maybe you've inherited these people from another manager, but it's on you to make sure that they get moving again, that they you know, feel alive again because you've allowed them to be in a state that no child would ever choose. Right, so... That is all about the Gordelock Zone. It really is. Thank you for tuning in and we shall see you on our next episode. No more boring learning. This was the Brain Bakery podcast. Want to know more? Follow us on our socials.